Intentionally Grounded. I am your host, Brian Willey, along with my co-host, John Kesselman. Episode 59 features the defensive coordinator for Robinson High School and the host of the Real 46 Defense website, Robert Rubel. We discuss the history and evolution of the 46 defense, personnel and adjustments to combat current offensive trends, and tips and strategies for implementing the 46 defense at your school. This season, Intentionally Grounded is partnering with First Down Playbook. For coaches looking for a playbook software that is user-friendly and can deliver the clarity necessary to share and communicate your scheme with coaches and players alike, check out First Down Playbook. For more information, check out their website at firstdownplaybook.com and for our listeners of our show, enter the code IGFB20 when purchasing individual or program memberships to receive a discount at checkout. Again, that code is IGFB20. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. And check out our newly released YouTube channel that houses the video cast version of our podcast episodes as well, along with additional content related to leadership, football, and coaching development. Episode 9 of Season 3 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Robert Rubel starts now. I'm Robert Rubel, uh, defense coordinator, Robinson High School. I'm the lead consultant for Real46Defense.com. Been doing this for this my 22nd year. Uh, been a defensive coordinator for heck, maybe 12, 12 years uh, running this defense. Uh, was blessed enough to have an opportunity to go to the University of Oklahoma in the spring of 1998 and uh, basically stand behind Rex Ryan, watch him coach linebackers, and learn the defense. And then uh, basically left there and uh, was defense coordinator a couple high schools. And they got my first college defensive coordinator's job at Cisco Junior College in Texas. Uh, kind of moved up from there. Um, went to a couple of different four-year schools, uh, running, running the uh, same defense. And then um, got uh, a situation where I was going to be able to uh, take a high school job back here in Texas and uh, coach my kids. So that gave me an opportunity to uh, – my daughter was going through high school at the time and, and just the ability to uh, – she was a golfer, so just the ability to coach her in golf while uh, before she took off, you know, and left the house. So just got to spend a lot of time with her, got to coach my son, and um, just, you know, did that. Have, have enjoyed doing it, loved doing it, and uh, just still running the defense. We started the – uh, Real46defense.com instructional video stuff in 2010. We've been doing it for nine years. Um, kind of transitioned a little bit in the last two years to what we call now the modern 46, which is basically just some adjustments for the stuff that we're seeing now that we weren't seeing 15 years ago. And um, just love talking about it, love running it, love coaching it, love teaching it. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of where we're at. Tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to the 46 defense. What really attracted you to the defense? And, you know, you've kind of experienced it a little bit and have had some experience working with it as a defensive coordinator. But what in general attracted you to the defense? I think the biggest thing, I was a 4-3 guy. And I was also an uh, option quarterback. And so I went to college and played, played quarterback at Midwestern State in Wichita Falls. And um, got a got a my first coaching job was right outside there at a small school, and ran into a guy named Milt Bassett who was a guy that I learned a ton of football from, and he was a four three guy. And then uh, when I went to OU, uh, 
um, that, you know, Rex was there and, and he was a four, three guy, but obviously what his dad did was four, three personnel, but they kind of did a little bit differently. And then obviously the 46 concept stuff they were doing and just kind of fell in love with it after, after, you know, studying it and seeing it. And so I just really kind of, uh, really dove into it after I left there. Um, and just, I think the biggest thing that I, that, that first popped out to me was, it was a little bit different than what everybody else was doing and the simplicity of it where everybody thinks that it's a complicated scheme. It's really not. And um, the way that we were able to start implementing it at the high schools I was at. And then uh, when I got to the college level, you know, we really didn't do that much different. And um, you know, we, 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 it just was one of those things where I realized the more that we did it, and that it was different from what everybody else was doing. It was very simple and adaptable to other things. And um, I just felt like, you know, uh, Coach Ryan was so far ahead of his time. Uh, even, even now, I, I see things and the, the things that people are doing these days, and I'm just like, well, we, we play, you know, we can play regular to this and it doesn't really hurt us. So even, even as offenses have come along and progressed, what we're doing is is still sound and, and the way that we're playing. And, and like I said, I think the multiplicity of it, but it looks like we're doing a lot of different things, but we're really not. And I really like that at the levels that I've been at. I think it's made a huge difference. And so with your experience seeing how the 46 defense has evolved and you guys are now branding your modern 46 defense, how has the defense overall evolved from kind of the Buddy Ryan version of it to now the more ones that we're seeing today with maybe the ones that you're running? I think one of the things we have, you know, I've got his, his Arizona playbook sitting over there on my desk and that, you know, that thing's this thick. And um, we've, we've, we've been able to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but we've taken the aspects of it that are different than what everybody else is doing, specifically with the coverages and been able to uh, make it fit today's game. Um, the way that we've been able to, teach the kids and coach the kids very simple um, skills that they need to be able to play. But we line up in multiple fronts. So we look multiple, but we're really not. And um, for, as far as our kids are concerned, and I think, you know, I'm, I don't want to say that we've actually changed a whole lot. I think it's just, we've had to adapt to more one back quarterback run oriented schemes uh, things of that nature. And so what we're calling the modern 46 is basically just a, a, a package that we've, the, the, we've, we've made the terminology simpler. We've made the adjustments simpler. We've kind of redefined uh, some positions. And so just to help us adapt, we've, we've, we've gotten to where we have turned into a field team. And so when I say modern, I really mean it, it's it's good for what we're having to defend this these days, and just the adjustments we've made within within the system uh, to be able to do that. So for our coaches out there who are thinking about implementing the forty six defense, and they might have some reservations about what kind of personnel they have and whether or not it fits. Is there some of the ideal personnel types that you're looking for to really make this defense work when you implement it? Yep. Um, in essence. We are a – how, how, how do I want to explain this? 
we're really a three down, one linebacker. Everybody else is some kind of safety or DB type player. Um, when you when you get to our what we call our jack, which is our weak side defensive end, um, he doesn't have to be a hybrid type linebacker type guy. It helps if he is, but he doesn't have to be. He can be a defensive end, so you can you can play a four down scheme there. But if you have that guy, then that gives you the ability to do uh, more things, make you a little more multiple, but you don't have to have that guy. We want our Mike linebacker to be a Mike linebacker. But, but I've, you know, the places I've coached, we, I've never been anywhere where we had the best talent, you know. So I've taken, I've taken smaller guys at Mike who can run and tackle, and we've developed a system where they're covered most of the time, so they're not having to go take on big linemen, uh, you know, and, um, and, and try to do those things. So we've gotten away with smaller guys who will run and tackle. Um, our strong safety and our will are what we would consider, you know, um, invert type players, you know, whether it's a 3-3 or, or something to that effect, outside linebackers in, in those systems, flat defenders, force defenders. Um, our Sam is really the swing guy. He's a guy that we kind of want to be – a big safety type player that can drop down into the box versus two backs. That's really the guy that you got to sit there and go, okay, who's going to be the Sam? Because he's the adjuster in our scheme um, where it used to be the strong safety for coach Ryan. We've made it the Sam. So uh, I know for the four, two, five teams, it's that weak safety. Well, it's basically the same thing for us. Our Sam needs to be that four, two, five weak safety that can get back and play coverage. Um, and then can also drop down in the box versus run. And then obviously our corners and our free safety and people go, well, you have to have cover corners. No, we, we don't, if we, if we can't play a lot of man, we're not gonna play a lot of man. You know, there's other things we can do um, to put ourselves in a position to be successful. So, I mean, um, I think the big thing is, is that Jack, what we call a Jack linebacker, but he's really an open side defensive end. Um, and then that Sam linebacker for us, we call him a Sam safety. You know, we need those two guys. Those are the two guys that you really need. And then, obviously, free safety. We're a one-high team. So, our free safety needs to be a guy that's going to be willing to come downhill and make tackles, you know. And, and uh, man, the, the, the guys that I've had over the last couple of years at the places I've been, those guys have been phenomenal in, in coming down and making plays. And uh, they need to be good tacklers, you know. They need, to be, they need to be good tacklers. And then, you know, you teach them how to play the, the pass, and there you go. So, it – I could sit here and say, man, we're a 4-3 personnel team, and you could get away with that easily. Uh, you could be a 3-4 team, and I could teach you how to implement some things into your scheme. You could be a 4-2-5 team, and I can show you the same things. It doesn't matter what you're if – you're, if you're going to sell out to this thing full boat, then I would sit there and tell you these are the types of kids we would like to have. But let's say you're a 3-4 team, and you're saying, I would just like to implement some 46 concepts into my three, four, man, I can show you how to do that. And I can show you how to do that in the best way. It's not going to disrupt everything else you're trying to do. And that was another reason that we started this whole thing, because I would go talk to people and they would say, well, this is how, well, this is how we're lining up to get into our quote unquote 46. And I'm going, mm, you're not really running the 46. I mean, I know it looks like you're lined up in a bare front, but that's really not it because Buddy made it so that, he could, he could keep all of his coverages intact. And I see people that line up a certain way and they say, yeah, we're in a 303 and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And we're in a 
bear front, which we don't even use that term. We call them 46 concepts, but we're in a bear front and we're playing man free. Oh, we're, we're in the 46. No, no, you're not. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't sit here and argue that point with somebody, but there are better ways to do it. And just all the time that I've spent dealing with it and talking to these other coaches about it, you know, we can show you the ways to, the best ways to do it and make it simple for your kids. Why do you think the 46 defense gets this stigma of being a blitz happy defense? Do you think it's more of a product of the past coaches who've kind of popularized the system or do you think it's because the system of the defense lends itself to more creative pressures? I think both. I mean, I think that you can use it however you want. Um, we, I, I'm going to be honest with you. We'll line up in our 46 front. We've got two of them. We call them Hawk and Cub. And, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier. We've tried to really do away with verbiage and terminology for our kids to make it simple. And Hawk and Cub to five guys mean the exact same thing. And so we can get into our Hawk and Cub fronts. In our Cub front, which is basically our blitz front because we're in a nickel situation, we got two blitzes. And it basically designed with those two blitzes to you're, you're going to get one of two protections at that point. And so one blitz is designed to be one protection. The other blitz is designed to beat the other protection. What, what else do I need? So right. it's kind of – I think if, if, you, if you look at it, yes, because of the 85 Bears and they were bringing people from all over the place all the time because they, they hit the NFL in the mouth with it. Yeah, that's the stigma that it got. Um, and you can still do that if you choose. But if you don't want to do that, we have – we run five under uh, two-man fire zones, you know. I mean, they're not really zones because our coverage is more of a, of a pattern match. But, you know, whether you call it matchup zone or whatever you want to call it, um, we, can, we can rush five and, and not be playing man, you know. So we're not in a, in a, in a sellout situation. But there are times that we'll, we'll bring six, we'll bring seven if we feel like it. What I've run into the last three or four years is I've realized as we'll, we'll start breaking down tape and we'll go, well, we ran this blitz and we didn't get home. Well, we're not getting home because the quarterback's catching the snap and chucking it. And the ball's coming out in less than two seconds. Well, I'm not going to send six guys if I know the ball's coming out in two seconds, you know. So, I mean, we, we make the adjustment and we – We'll sit there and we'll line up in and make people think we're coming, and then we're not, and we're playing we're playing shutout coverage behind it, you know. So it, it it's what you want it to be. It's what you feel like it needs to be, you know. You can you can structure this thing just like anything else, you know. People could say, well, the three three stack is a blitz, you know, uh, fire zone blitz whatever scheme. Well, it is if you choose to make it that, but it doesn't have to be. So. You know, that's up to each coach and their personality and their beliefs. Now, one of the obvious strengths of the 46 defense is obviously its ability to stop the run. And mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you know, you, speaking from your experience, there also needs to be a little bit of creativity and differences in how you stack your fronts because if you remain static the same time over and over, you know, offense is going to catch on to that. So from your experience, what advice would you give coordinators when it comes to varying up their fronts and developing the blitz packages um, to give them the best advantage in the 46? I think, and, and it goes back to what I said earlier. I think for us, you know, I'm going to take I'm going to take our will linebacker, and his rule is, you are the force player. You never give up your outside shoulder. Okay, 
So you take everything on with your inside shoulder, you turn it in. Well, as long as he knows that rule, we can line up in even, we can line up in over, we can line up in hawk. And the only thing that's changed for him is where he lines up. And so you can sit there and you can be really multiple in your fronts. I just gave you three fronts right there. And the Will linebacker, the only thing he's had to learn is where to line up because his reads don't change, his techniques don't change, nothing changes for him. So I think that's the biggest thing is you want to you want to be able to find different fronts and different looks where you're not having to, to, to really teach your kids a bunch of different things. The only thing we're really teaching them is where to line up. And so um, that's, that's really the biggest thing to me is if you can find a way to be multiple in your fronts, take some things away that they like to do and not really cause havoc on your kids with what you're having to teach them, you're going to be successful. I mean, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll line up in our hawk front and we're going to have our three and our and our, our our jack, our wide five to the weak side with a 40 stack will. And there are times that if teams choose to run over there, we could get outnumbered. Well, if they're going to do that, that's fine. Then we're going to stem into our over front and we're going to be have that will overhang sitting out there. And now we got a shade and a five and a mic and a will. Well, now go ahead, try to run it, you know. So we're just going to try to mix it up, but we're going to try to mix it up without changing a bunch of things for our players technique wise. So we can spend more time working on fundamentals instead of trying to make them, you know, rocket scientists. So I think that's the biggest thing I could tell somebody is if you can, if you can be diverse in your fronts without having to teach your kids a bunch of different things, you're going to be an advantage. So with the infusion of spread offenses and the popularity of throwing the ball continuing to grow at both the high school level and all the way up to the pro level, how is the 46 defense remaining a viable defense for coordinators to commit to? I, I think it's, it's almost exactly what you talked about. The, if I line up in a 46 front, if, I, if I'm – and let's say somebody's in 10 personnel, no tight end, okay, one back. If I'm 5-3-0-3-5, okay, well, I just got one-on-one -on -one unless you go full turn. So now I've basically – I basically turned your protection scheme into two protections and that's it. So you're not going to fool me on anything. Okay. And I can choose to go with a five, two look with two linebackers and I can play a, I can play a, a cloud look, which we call change. I can, you know, we'll play swipe coverage where we'll put our strong safety and we'll swipe out and, and swipe coverage is basically just a robber coverage. And we'll do that, and we're going to remain one high, and we're going to rotate the safety one way or the other, or we're going to blitz and bring six or seven guys. So I think the biggest thing is because of the coverage and the way we line up, it gets confusing. And so what I want, what we try to do as much as we can is show the same look every time. We're going to try to be in a one high look as much as possible. And from that aspect, we can do a multitude of things. And I want the guy taking the snap to have to beat me, not the guy up in the press box. And so you're, you're starting to see it more and more. Um, I've posted video on my Twitter account of the, of the teams that are starting to run this one high and then they'll rotate to a two high look with a cornerback piggyback. I mean, we've been doing that since I learned this thing in 1998, you know. And you're starting to see a bunch of them in the league now because they're trying to, uh, especially as these young quarterbacks come along, they're trying to disguise coverages and confuse these quarterbacks. And um, you, I could, that free safety could be rotating to cover a blitzer coming off the edge. 
that free safety could be rotating down to become a robber. That free safety could be rotating somewhere to become a deep halves guy. And so everything to when I was playing quarterback, everything was based off the free safety. So that's the key. And by lining him up right there, and then now that quarterback's got a reading post snap, that's what we're looking for. And I think you're going to start – you've already started to see more of it in the league. Um, you know, you saw Bud Foster line up at, at Virginia Tech and run – what we would call Cub single cheat against Ohio State, you know, all those years when he was trying to get that free safety down there as an extra run defender, you know. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's a passing down. Now I've got a one high look and I can rotate a free safety one way. I can double somebody if I want to double somebody. There's, there's so many things that we can do from that aspect. So I feel like it's, you know, and I'm sitting there and I, I, I'm, I'm watching teams and I, I'm watching I'm watching teams of coaches who who know this defense and aren't running very much of it anymore. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, if you would get into this coverage, you'd be winning the game, you know. But you're you're not doing that stuff anymore. So, um, but anyway, that's not my decision to make, I guess. But I, I think it's like I said, I, I, I've done everything else. I've been places when I wasn't a coordinator where we we've. I've run every defense areas, and I always go back to this one because it's just it, it just works and it fits and it I can make it fit whatever group of kids I have and the simplicity of it and the fit system of it and I can I feel like you can draw up anything and I can defend it with our base rules and to me that's the biggest thing and that comes from me being an old triple option quarterback because. I knew what my rules were as quarterback, where we were fixing to run the play based on defensive alignment. And so the fact that I believe that we can line up and defend anything based on our rules, well, that's what you're looking for. So you don't want to have to change week to week based on what you're seeing. And so I, that's why I love it. I think I think I talked to a guy the other night and he said he believes that this swipe coverage concept is about to make a return, you know. So I'm interested to see that because – I haven't seen it on an NFL – it's been a long time since I've seen it in an NFL game. It may be making a comeback. So, it'll be fun to see. Now, what are some of the common ways that you're seeing the 46 defense be attacked by offenses? You know, are they becoming – trying to more spread you out, go four or five wide? Or what's the most common way that you're seeing offenses attack the 46 defense as of late? You know, I don't know that anybody's really – the only thing I've really come across – I've seen teams that, you know, the, the old, we're going to check speed option. Um, I've seen that a bunch. I've, and, and, and then, you know, we'll get check, screen checks, uh, whether they be slip screens or gel breaks or whatever, you know, we're getting a lot of screen checks. We do a lot of spy in the back. So a, a big thing for us is, is, you know, I want to bring five and play two man. You know, I want to bring six and play man free. You know, and so we're doing a lot of spying of the back in those situations. So we get a lot of screens and things of that nature, people trying to take advantage of that situation. So, you know, and those are things we know they're going to do, so we work on. But um, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing is, is teams will, will try to get the ball on the perimeter fast because, you know, we are condensed in there. It's a condensed front. So just trying to get the ball to the perimeter fast and, and get the ball out of the quarterback's hands fast. That's the biggest adjustment I've seen. 
Now, for coaches entertaining the idea of switching to the 46, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them, and what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for new coaches who go and install the scheme for the first time? I think the biggest challenge, if you, if you, if you really go into it and you're going to run the coverages, is you better, you better make sure you understand the coverages and how we work the swipe concept. Um, once you realize how we work the swipe concept, and that's the thing, that thing, our coverage is fit no matter what. And so the way that we line up, um, it's your, once you teach, we have three, three passing concepts. We've got swipe, we've got exchange and we've got man. And so once you have those down, you can take your interior five guys, which for us would be our four down linemen or our Mike backer. You can line them up any way you want. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because everybody else is going to be doing the same thing. So, that, that's where you start getting multiple in your fronts, but teaching, teaching the coverage and then making sure that you're understanding the fit system. And if you understand the fit system, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of success because the way that we read things and the way that we fit, it, I'm not going to say it's different, but I'm going to say I haven't run across a lot of people that do it the way that we do it. And so we're a big – in our over and even fronts, we're a big spill, spill, spill team. We're going to spill everything. And then in our 46 concept front, it's the same rules except for the two edge guys. So, um, and even then, if we wanted to spill with the two edge guys, we could. And so, it's just a matter of making sure that you understand the, the, the swipe concept and the fit. I think those are the two biggest things. And for some of our listeners who are looking for more resources on the 46 defense and want to learn more about the real 46 that, that you work uh, intimately with, where are some of the places they can find these things? Well, I mean, obviously, um, our business that we're doing at real46defense.com, I mean, we're going to – I mean, I know Coach Ryan's videos are still out there. Um, I know his book is out there. We're probably I'm, – I'm knock on wood, I've actually started writing a book now, when I'm going to be done with that, I don't know, but <laughs> I've started it, and it would be nice if we could get it out in the next six weeks. I don't know if we will, uh, but, um, you know, I, I even Coach Ryan, I mean, he, you know, once he went to Baltimore, they kind of stopped running all that, and, and, and Rob um, has kind of gone to, to more of a, of a three-four, you know, zone system. Uh, still two great, great football coaches, but they've kind of gotten away from, from that scheme. Um, but, I, man, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen a lot of people that, 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 that I wouldn't say don't know it, but that would promote being able to teach it. Um, so, obviously, our system, um, you could get, like I said, you can get Coach Ryan's videos. I mean, the heck, I did as soon as I, soon as I started uh, getting into it. I got those videos from him and and um, dove into it and but there's a lot of things that are on those videos that we don't do anymore and there's a lot of stuff that we do that aren't on those videos so um, you know you you can learn from those you can learn from his book again his book is a little bit different uh, than what we've gotten as far as a modern what we're doing now to simplify things but um, you know those are good resources so I, you know anybody that's interested in it yeah check out all those things the last question that we have is kind of a tradition on our show. It has nothing to do with football whatsoever, but gives us a little <laughs> bit of uh, insight as to who you are as a coach and who you are as a person. So if you had to name a walk-up song as a professional wrestler or a professional baseball player, what would yours be and why? 
Um, I think mine would probably be fading by decipher down. Um, the the entrance to it with the lead in and then the drums and all that you know it, it's kind of a uh it's kind of an acdc hell's bells with the drums and you know you get the beat going and things of that nature but but uh i'm a big christian rock guy and the only reason i know about the song is funny when i was coaching it at abilene christian university um there my daughter i want to say my daughter was maybe 12 and a bunch of Christian rock bands came through there and played on campus. And, and we went and Decipher Down was there and they played that song. And I was like, man, this is a cool song. I'm getting pumped up. So uh, I got put it on my playlist and I was like, this is good. This is, this is, I can handle this. So it's on my playlist for workouts and, and all those things. But, but I, it's just, I don't know, just kind of the drums leading in kind of get me pumped up. 